Blog Talk Radio. Janice. Janice, Jennifer Pryor here. Well, good afternoon, Jennifer. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm absolutely fabulous. I have been just rearing and waiting to chat with you. Okay. Um, well, let's do it. Yeah, let's get going right this very minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, of course we... Ask me anything. Okay. <laughs> now, that's a good good start right there. <laughs> Ask you anything. <laughs> well, of course, Jennifer, your husband, the late, great, the legendary Richard Pryor, you know, if yeah. people did not... If you don't like Richard Pryor's, I don't know if I trust you. That's just well, yeah. It's it's like whoever said it. Uh, if you don't have a drink with me, I don't trust you. It's the same kind of thing, isn't it? Richard it is. is really a litmus test, isn't he? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. And, and now, thanks to the great time life, um, just released the ultimate Richard Pryor collection, uncensored. Yeah. How did this, thank God it's out, how did this project all come about? Did they come to you or you guys kind of met each other in the middle or what? Well, they reached out because they had previously done a box set uh, with Rob, on Robin Williams. And uh, they met with, with, with such an embracing uh, audience and, and wonderful uh, result with that box set. They thought, well, hey, you know, if Robin can do it, Richard can do it. And uh, so they reached out to me. And I kind of hemmed and hawed for about a year. I was working on something else. And finally I said, you know, I, I think I'd like to, to go down this road with you guys. They're a wonderful group of people, just terrific to work with, endlessly patient, helpful, um, love Richard, you know, which is, you know, again, you got to love the man if you're going to embark on a project like this. And, um, and, and they just – did all the right things. They not only said all the right things, they did all the right things. And uh, I just, they were a dream to work with. And it, and I, I'm just so proud of this uh, box set. I think it's beautiful. It really is. I'm looking at it right yeah. now. It is absolutely beautiful. And, of course, Time Life, they are just the masters at doing these yeah. types of projects. I wish I Quite had, right. I wish I had every one they've ever released on everybody. They're just that good, of course. Yeah, no, they 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 know what they're doing. It's it's I mean it's their wheelhouse, you know. Mm-hmm. They absolutely um, they they just know how to put it all together. They know what to go for, and um, yeah, they they they're they're just they're they're pros at this. Yeah. Now, how hands on were you uh, in your involvement with putting this collection together? Well, I was very hands-on, you know. I mean, my credit is that of executive producer, uh, but in um, uh, many ways I was producing. For instance, there are th- there are three fresh uh, videos in here that, are, that I actually produce that are new content. And um, those are – hang on a second, I'll give you the actual title. So Last Stand Up Sitting Down, okay. which um, when I returned to Richard – uh, in 1994, 95, he wanted to go back to the comedy store. Now, at this juncture, he was sick. He had MS, uh, and he was obviously not 
who he had been. He was not the fierce, energetic panther stalking the stage as he used to be, as he once was, as we all knew him to be. And uh, But it, that didn't deter him. He wanted to be back at the store enjoying the camaraderie um, with other comedians and the audience, and uh, he wanted to be on stage. So he sat on a stool, and he uh, and I filmed it. Uh, I had it filmed, and this is what that 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 DVD is. And um, I, I, it's just very moving. Somebody said, "Well, you know, he's not the same." I said, "Yeah, neither are you. Yeah. <laughs> neither are any of us, right?" Yeah. Um, and and but you know. So they said, well, it's kind of, you know, it's, he's, and I said, wait a minute, okay, I hear where you're going with this, but it was actually a very famous comic who came up to me and said this. I said, you know what, Richard is, this is heroic. Yes, it's tragic in one sense because he's he's sick and he's got MS, but he's heroic by, by, and how brave to get on stage, not hide, and still do comedy. And he was still very, very funny, very, very funny. So that that's one of the the, um, the DVDs I produced. The other one that I'm very excited about was um, Richard Pryor loved on the Sunset Strip when it was a party for Richard, being honored by the American Cinematheque, and we filmed that as well. So you've got certain comics up there uh, talking about Richard, uh, some of whom are hilarious, most of whom are hilarious, um, and you know it's just again. Um, these that are very fresh that that nobody's seen before that I really you know think are quite special. No, and there's also I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. There's also uh, another CD on here of of, of, of um, a piece of a film that Richard shot in 1968 that that has really gained mythic proportion because the, it was missing. But we have I have found the elements and have been putting it together, and it's called Bon Appetit or the Legend of Uncle Tom's Fairy Tales, oh. and it's about black people putting white people on trial. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, as only Richard you know Richard could think to do. Oh, um, so, yeah, so it's very, you know, he, he was prescient. He really was ahead of his time, Richard. He was. In many ways, so, yeah. So far ahead of his time. And, yeah. uh, you know, as a, as a kid, I was forbidden to listen to anything <laughs> with Richard Pryor. And, and I just couldn't wait until my parents left and, you know, the rest. I knew every album, every syllable. <laughs> That's very funny, yes, yes. Well, Tinker, tell me about, I understand that there is a collector's booklet that's a part of this um, project, so tell me about that. Oh, this was great fun putting together, yes. Um, You know, they asked me about memorabilia and what did I have that was special. And, um, well, I have a list of routines that he wrote in his own hand, Um, you know, the titles of routines, of his comedic routines. And I have pictures uh, from my private collection. And um, I have the gun that he shot the car with, so we photographed that, along with the police uh, docket <laughs> report. Uh, and and uh, just very personal uh, items that uh, fans will absolutely love to get their hands on. And, and it tells a story in itself. Uh, the play that he was in, Rumpelstiltskin, I have a copy of that play. 
uh, and you know that's photographed, and it, it really you know tells a story about Richard's life in in, in pictures and memorabilia, and it's a it's a great it's a great booklet, and again, very you know for collectors they will they will love this. One of the uh, many many. Uh, video footages that I have enjoyed of Richard's over the years is when he was doing uh, the, the roast. Hosting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he and Paul Mooney, <laughs> these two were just incredible together, of course. Yeah, the NBC Variety Show, I think you're referring yeah. to. And, um, yeah, and and that was, a, that was an amazing um, period of time that Richard – I mean that they were even able to get on television mm-hmm. with that on network TV, um, you know, in 1977, and of course that's included here, and um, you know that's that's just some genius uh, pieces uh, that he wrote uh, with Paul and, and other writers as well, other very you know uh, uh, Richards you know Richards coterie that he was hanging with and writing with. And um, I mean, he he really, um, you know, that that show, Richard Pryor show, original air date was um, well, it was 1977, September 1977. And um, you know, there are let me see how many shows are there. There, I think there are one, two, at least four shows, um, four four DVDs, and. Um, it's it's brilliant. Some of the most brilliant comedy ever. And again, way before his time. Mm-hmm. The fact that, and of course, you know, they started censoring him, and he refused to do it any longer. Yeah, that that there's no way you can censor that kind of talent, and you just can't. No, 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 no. You can't. You can't censor Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. No. Although many tried. Yeah, they tried. It's like, forget oh, it. Oh, yeah, they tried. Many tried, many failed. Yeah. Well, do you recall the very, very first time that you heard or saw his comedy? Oh, gosh, yes. I, you know, I met Richard and worked for Richard before I really was completely aware of who Richard was, Richard mm-hmm. Pryor, the comedian. And, um, you know, after he he had that episode with the police, he shot the car. He was arrested. He divorced um, um, Deborah, the, the woman to whom he was married, a very short amount of time. We started dating, and uh, one night we were at Sammy Davis's house uh, off Benedict Canyon, and had a very nice time, and and left there, and we're going up Coldwater Canyon, and he says uh, he did a U-turn. We were driving a little red. Mercedes sports that he loved, sports car. And I said, where are we going? He goes, you're going to see. Well, the next thing I know, we're traveling down Sunset Boulevard, pull into the comedy store. He gets out, takes me by the hand, and we go into the store. I'd never been there. And he sat, sat me down at a table, and he got on stage, just like that, walked on stage, and, and started talking about the first thing that he saw, candle wax on the floor. And that... And I started taking notes, you know, just kind of very organically, spontaneously, turned over the bar menu on the table and started taking notes. And I had never seen him before on stage. I'd never seen him as a comic. And, of course, I fell in love with him again because one of the hallmarks of his genius was his vulnerability. So he gets up there with no net, just starts talking in these in these 
gems and his mind starts going and and the magic starts happening and uh he he was unbelievable i could not believe what i was watching and hearing at the end of the night of course who went home mitzi shore was thrilled that richard was back on stage and uh she was the proprietor of, owner of the comedy store mm-hmm. the next morning we went over these notes and uh, he said, well, come to the store. Let's go to the store every night. That was our summer, May 1978, uh, through the entire summer. And he was, he was doing what's called woodshedding. And he was putting together his, his comedy act. At the end of this several weeks, he had live in concert. And we filmed that in February 78. I'm sorry, uh, February, when did we film that? Hang on now. We're May, we're, we're summer 78. We've, uh, December, December 78, we filmed it. Okay. And that came out in February 79. And it was just a huge success. It was a big crossover hit, too. And um, so that was, that was quite an experience I had. I also, you know, uh, um, a couple of routines were inspired by our relationship. If you listen to that um, concert, which, you know, is on the, included in this box set. And uh, it was what a great time. What a great time. And, and to watch him work and to see his creative process, to experience that. What do you think is maybe one of the biggest misconceptions that the public had about Richard? Well, that he didn't, uh, that, that he was always on, that he didn't know what peace was, which he did. One of Richard's favorite spot in the world was Hanamaui, and it was the most quiet, elegant place I've ever been to. When I first went there with Richard, no strobe lights, I mean the opposite of Honolulu. You know, no strobe lights, no big, no noises, no parties. Richard really appreciated the peace and tranquility. And I don't think people understand that, you know, the, uh, the flip side of this wonderful, uh, energetic um, panther on stage, brilliant comedian, was this quiet and, 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 and peace that he craved. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't think people understand that. And, uh, you know, Richard needed that to recharge his batteries. He, he really required that peace. And I don't think, you know, I don't think people can appreciate that. That's good to hear, though. To, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people, you know, I think that's just the nature of fans, though, they, whether it's an, an athlete or a comedian. Yeah, quite, they, quite right. Yeah, they just think they're, oh, he, Tom Brady is always throwing touchdowns. Well, you know, he's in, yeah, exactly. you know, he's in Kroger <laughs> right now. Come on. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Also, the other thing is people don't don't realize how disciplined Richard was when he was putting together a concert film. Oh, really? Um, you know, oh, very disciplined. He, You know, they think that he was on cocaine 24-7, mm-hmm. you know, because he talks about it a lot. But, uh, you know, Richard did his, his drugs, obviously, but certainly not 24-7. And, and, and he was disciplined when he was putting an act together or working on a movie. You know, he'd nap in the afternoon and, and you know, we'd go off to the store in the evening and although there'd be some partying going on, it was never out of control. It was up. He always had, when he knew he had, was on a mission to complete and do a job, a, a piece of work, a piece of art, he was, it was very, that was his priority. What are some of the things that he talked to you about that he wanted to accomplish? 
I mean, so so well accomplished, you know, as far as accolades and all that. But were there other projects that he confided in you that he would like to see done before he, you know, his time was up on the earth or, or what? Well, I think that, you know, Richard loved being on stage doing his comedy more than anything. I mean, he loved making movies, but it was really um, comedy that was his his forte. That was his his dream. He just wanted to continue doing that. That was really his, you know, his dream was to continue. That's why when I came back and he was sick, he didn't stop, you know, take me back to the store. You know, somebody said, how could you let him do it? I'm like, wait a minute. Nobody lets Richard do anything or, or keeps him from doing anything. If he is, if he wants to do something, that's it. And he very much wanted to be back on stage doing his comedy. And he was still funny as hell. Yeah. So, you know, I would say that was probably his preeminent wish was to do, um, you know, I remember. Yeah, he had certain films that were were, were dream movies that, that didn't get made. But um, I think uh, I think the most important thing in Richard's career and his art, his artistry were the concert films. And he did them so well. He was so natural. Was so, it, weren't they the best? The I mean, best. really. Thank God we have them. Thank yes. God we have them. That's exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, now, um, will we ever see projects such as maybe a, um, a Richard Pryor musical on Broadway or in Vegas where, where we are, or uh, a Richard Pryor uh, film, some very talented Well, actor. yeah, we, we are working on a biopic. We're working on the script now. Okay. And, you know, that's been a long, arduous process. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, were, there were a couple of people involved previously that had fallen out. You wonder sometimes, how does a movie get made? Um, but there, this is a difficult film because there's so much material. You could actually make three different films about Richard. You know, his, his youth, his, his becoming Richard Pryor when he was at Berkeley, and then his older years. I mean, there's so much material. But we are chipping away and chiseling out a script now, so hopefully that'll see the big screen not too, in the not-too-distant future. Is it too early to say any particular actors who, you know, might be cast and, you know, young Richard, older Richard, student Richard, or, or is it too early to say? Yeah, no, we've got some people in mind, but it's much too early to say, for sure, for sure. Anybody we know or some newcomers? Um, Probably names you you would recognize, but, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Listen, when we cast it and the news is out there, you can call me and we can do another interview. (laughs) I would love that. Absolutely love that. Well, let me ask you this last question here. What was Richard Pryor, the husband, like? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, let me tell you, you don't ask Richard Pryor to take out the garbage. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, no, you're not going to put him in that, in that. You're not going to pigeonhole this man into uh, the stereotypic role of a husband. That's for sure. Uh, it, it, was a, it was a rough and wild ride, I can tell you that. The second time around was more peaceful. You know, uh-huh. the cocaine was gone, the, the big paychecks had slowed. So, you know, we, we had a real time to experience a, a more mature love the second time around because we were married twice, as you know. Yes. Yeah, right. um, so, uh, yeah, 
You don't marry Richard Pryor hoping for the white picket fence. No, I can't, I can't see that at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What I yeah. so wish I would have had the opportunity to meet him. It's just... Uh, he would have adored him. I'm I sure he would have adored you. Yeah, he, he just was a, a charming, complicated, but very touching man, very vulnerable and just so open and easy to talk to, easy to connect with. That's why he's got such a varied audience. His mm-hmm. uh, his people who love him are from A to Z, and, you know, it doesn't matter the race or what. Um, and sometimes even racists loved him. Yeah. You know, they'd come up to him and say, you know, you made me look at something different, Richard Pryor, you know. And, um uh, you know, which is which is really awesome. I mean, that that is a, a lasting legacy there. I remember many years ago, the first time I interviewed Sandra Bernhardt, and she was just almost in tears. Not to say tears, she was yeah. just, her 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 humility was just so meek. And as she was saying, how grateful that she was for Richard giving her her first real big break back on the old Richard Pryor show and. That's oh, right. Yeah, that's she, right. And she was lovely. And she's mm-hmm. got her own podcast now. She's doing great. Okay. I love Sandra. I knew her back in the day when she was a manicurist. Oh my goodness, you're kidding! No, no, oh. she was struggling, and she was struggling to put it together. And you know, the fact that Richard gave her a break was just terrific, and because she's so enormously talented. She is. I used to love yeah. talking to her. She was always such a delight to chat with. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's so cool. Well, Richard, I mean, he just touched so many people, inspired so many comedians to, to become comedians. And so. Yes, that's right. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know you are working and promoting, of course, the Ultimate Richard Pryor Collection, Uncensored, um, and, and the films and, and such uh, about his biopic. So anything else that you maybe are doing personally with your own personal career or, or what? Well, I'm writing a sequel to my memoir. I I had written a memoir years ago and published it called Turnished Angel, and I'm writing a sequel about my my time coming back into Richard's life and what that was like and um, the experiences I've had since. And um, so, you know, that's kind of, that's its own adventure too. Okay. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's got a lot going on. But there are other uh, projects in the the works too. You know, we're Mm -hmm. working on an adult animation series based on some Richard Pryor characters. Um, So, you know, the beat goes on. Richard, Richard's going to live on a long, long time. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now, that's going to be funny. Adult animation based on some of Richard's previous characters. Oh, yeah. goodness gracious. Yeah. Oh, I can just I can just see some of that. I can just see some yeah. of that. Yeah. I just yeah. immediately thought about the, the exorcist scene and when your woman leaves you. And it's just so oh, right, <laughs> right, right. Well, his uh, Mudbone is uh, one of his premier yes. characters, too. Yeah. Mudbone, yeah. yes. Mudbone, oh, yeah. That's a good one. Well, how soon do you think we can see that coming out? As soon as I can finish it. I'm, I'm working on it now, and mm-hmm. I've got a wonderful team I'm working with. And, uh, you know, again, when, 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 it's, when we get a date... I will reach out and we can do another interview. Please 
do. Yes. You know, I'm right across the street, literally over here in Vegas. And so I would just. I know you are. Love I, I will keep your information and reach out to you. Oh, please do. I would just love to have you to come back on and we can go for part two and then three and four. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. Well, again, Jennifer, thank you so much. The, again, it's the Ultimate Richard Pryor Collection, Uncensored from Time Life. Uh, what is this, 13 um, disc collector set? Yes, okay. yes. And, and with a booklet inside. With yes, booklet. absolutely. And thank you so much for talking, Janice, with me. And um, I really appreciate your time. And um, let's do it again. Yes, we will. I will hold you to it if you hold me to it. How about that? I absolutely will. Thank you so much. Okay, take care. Have a great week, well, uh, rest of the weekend. Thank you. You too. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.